Mike Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Jennifer Ackerman will join us to discuss the bird way. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Show. Well, birds, they sometimes seem so much like us, but their behaviors can be confounding. What is it about these odd behaviors, and what does it really tell us about the bird way? Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Jennifer Ackerman. Ms. Ackerman is the New York Times bestselling science and nature writer. She is the author of over eight books, including the bestseller The Genius of Birds, which has been translated into 20 languages. Her articles and essays have appeared in numerous outlets, including Scientific American, National Geographic, and the New York Times. She's a recipient of the National Endowment for Arts Literature Fellowship and a Bunting Fellowship and a grant from the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation. She has penned the new book, The Bird Way, a new look at how birds talk, work, play, parent, and think. Ms. Ackerman, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Oh, such a pleasure to be here. Another fascinating book, The Bird Way, which you look at some of the unusual behaviors of birds, and here's why you decided to write the book. I've loved birds since I was a kid and went bird watching with my father in Washington, D.C., but it was really later as a science writer, I got interested in, you know, what makes birds tick and how do they communicate? How do they find food? How do they raise their young? And, you know, are they making choices? Are they making decisions? Um, you know, what's going on in their minds? What are they thinking? And are they thinking? And that really led led me down the path to the, the genius of birds. Um, and, and to this new book, The Bird Way. And what I have discovered is that this is a truly thrilling time in bird science because in the past decade or so, our view of birds, you know, their brains and their behavior has really shifted radically. You know, we used to think birds were flying automatons really driven by purely instinctive behavior. And now we know better. Is it a new push by scientists to really look at birds more in depth or where's this new knowledge coming from? Some of it is about um, a new understanding of the bird brain, which is, uh, you know, a bird's brain is really a, a miracle of miniaturization. It's just dense with neurons. It's um, highly efficient, and it's really capable of uh, astonishing mental feats. And I think scientists have just begun to realize, you know, uh, and study how birds uh, think and that, you know, they can think logically, they can solve complex problems, they can make and use their own tools. Um, they can communicate in ways that resemble language. And, and all of this new understanding of the capacity of the bird brain and these very um, intelligent behaviors has really triggered, I think, a, a, a real explosion of interest in the field. Um, also, we have, you know, lots of really great new tools and, and a new willingness to um, maybe explore areas of the world, um, species of birds that we haven't studied before. You know, most 
ornithological research has taken place in the northern hemisphere, and now scientists are turning to tropical birds and and learning um, a great deal about their behavior, which is really changing our view of, of what's normal in the bird world. Your book is wide-ranging. It goes from how they talk, work, play, love, and parent even. When you go through all of these, is there anything particularly surprising about bird behavior? Well, I think one of the things that just blew me away was the the complexity of their communication skills. And um, I've looked at this a little bit in The Genius of Birds, but really explore it in the bird way. And birds um, have the capacity to convey far more information in their calls and songs than we ever imagined possible. Um, There's a bird in Australia called the New Holland Honey Eater, and it is really toppling old ideas about how much information a bird can convey in its calls. Um, now this bird, you know, it spots a threat like a hawk, and it lets loose with an alarm call that is just packed with information. That this call, it tells other birds in the area what kind of predator is coming, where it's coming from, how far away it is, how fast it's flying, when to dive for cover, and even when it's safe to come out of hiding again. So it's so cool that this bird has all this information in its call and also the different species of birds understand in detail the honey eater's warning message and they heed it. So it's this idea that birds can understand kind of like foreign languages. And it really makes me wonder, well, what else are we missing in bird calls? You know, this is a, there's a lot going on in their communication. There are a lot of researchers interested in this as sort of a prototype for some kind of language. You know, birds learn their calls and songs the way we learn language. It's called vocal learning. And in the animal world, it's rare apart from, from birds. And, um, and we're understanding that there are lots of language-like elements in bird songs and calls. For instance, they have some birds have what's called compositional syntax. And that means basically like a, a bird like the Japanese tit. If you change the order of notes in its uh, call, the meaning of the call changes. And that kind of compositional syntax we thought was unique to human language. Turns out it's, it's, um, it's present in, in uh, multiple bird species. Think about birds, of course, think about how they interact, how they parent, see them almost as human in their way they parent, but they actually have different types of parenting behaviors. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> I think one of my favorite birds in this regard is the greater ani, which is a, a tropical bird that is common in the, the Amazon and its tributaries. And this bird um, breeds in uh, cooperative groups. So it gathers um, in groups of up to a dozen adults that raise their young together. And these are not, um, uh, these birds are not related. They're unrelated. Um, and yet they work together expertly. You know, they build a shared nest. They take turns warming the eggs. They look out for predators. They feed the young together until they fledge. And the big question is, so how do they coordinate all of these activities? And it turns out it's through these remarkable daily huddles that are just like football huddles. Several times a day, the birds come together in tight circles with their bills pointed inward and they begin to chorus in unison and it's this weird wonderful gurgly kind of watery call like boiling water and they start to synchronize their voices and scientists believe that that chorusing may actually be how the birds make decisions together you know where do we build the nest who's ready to lay eggs 
who's guarding the chicks tonight. It's this incredible example of avian ingenuity and achieving teamwork in parenting. You've looked at a number of these different birds. Are there any that are your particular favorites? I think probably my favorite bird is the kia, which is the world's most playful bird. It's a parrot from New Zealand. And this bird is in many ways more like a small child than a bird. It is completely bold, fearless, and plays all day long. And it has a special play call, which is a kind of squealy warble that it uses to summon other birds and to play with it. And uh, when I was in um, Austria, there's a, a research laboratory there for Kia. And when I walked into the, the aviary, these birds are just roughhousing and tussling everywhere. They're throwing sticks in the air. They're just completely charming and and interesting because they use they actually use play to keep um, harmony in their very large social flocks. So. I, it's my belief that we have a, few, a thing or two to, to learn um, from the Kia. Well, we are running slightly out of time, but the book is really a fascinating look at bird behavior. And I'm curious, or what would you like people to take home after reading the book? Well, I think that writing this book for me, researching it, was was a little bit like getting a new pair of binoculars. It really changed the way that I see birds. And I'm hoping that after reading my book, that people will come to see the birds around them, you know, the crows, jays, tits, wrens, seabirds, sparrows, you know, a little differently as the, the clever, thoughtful, innovative creatures that they are. And, um, and also just to enjoy the stories in the book, the tales of how we've learned about these birds and their really extraordinary ways. Well, it really is a fascinating book. I certainly hope people will go take a look at it. The new book is entitled The Bird Way, A New Look at How Birds Talk, Work, Play, Parent, and Think. And the author is Jennifer Ackerman. Ms. Ackerman, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you so much for having me here. It was a great pleasure to speak with you. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.